This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 486 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and TotalSaddleFit.com. Tonight, we're talking to Hannah from the USEF about all kinds of educational opportunities going on. Karen Isberg comes on to discuss some winter preparation tips. And after that, we got a great riding tip from Michael Bragdell. Scoffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. This is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Good evening, Reese. How are you? Good evening. That's so formal. <laughs> I love it. I am good. It, it is it's a little busy around here right now, but that is not a bad thing. Keeps me out yeah, of trouble. You're Phil. doing some regional stuff. Is that what I heard all yeah, about? Yeah, our regional finals are here in Lexington this weekend. So, yeah, I have eight horses showing at regionals, and then, you know, I I, I just try to overachieve and, and do my horses at my barn. So, but normally with regionals, we're away. So I'm not trying yeah. to do my barn too. Uh, mm. So it's not necessarily the smartest thing, but yeah, it's all good. And we're trying to get it all time. done, trying to fit it all in. Yep, exactly. It was just good. And, and, you know, the horse park's about 10 minutes from my farm. So it's, it is doable. But uh, all is well. We had a good, good show day. All the horses were pretty good today. Uh, we had a really big weather, weather shift. It was literally 90 degrees yesterday, and this morning it was 50. So there were some yeah, fresh horses. Yeah, got to deal with that. Yeah, there was some fresh horses all over the place. My barn, especially, there were fresh horses. But um, <laughs> there were fresh horses at the horse park. Um, but it was it actually it was fine. Everybody looked pretty good. And today was just schooling day for all my horses. So um, we schooled, and it was a really really good experience. And and everyone was having a great time. It turned out to be the most, you know, the 70 degrees. It got warmed up and it was about probably 65 to 70. It was gorgeous so it was, it was a lovely afternoon to show lovely so. fall day yeah huh? yeah it was really good Great. so uh that Great. was fun so fingers crossed everybody does well and you know the nice part is literally this regionals is a big one because it's exactly where the rings are for well the outdoor rings are for the national championships so oh, a lot of people, people wanted, are wanting to use it yeah, as a practice uh, run yeah yeah they don't use the indoor so that's different, but they use the outdoors uh, and then also the big stadium, the big Rolex stadium. So uh, it's pretty cool. So, but it, right. it reminds me um, because it's in this big stadium and, and it's, I think this is just a tip I wanted to bring in from today and watching sort of everyone's school. The horses don't know, especially if it's a new environment, they don't know it's a big stadium. They don't know anything's different. So I think, I said to my students today, I said, you know, enjoy the stadium. How cool is it that you get to go ride in this stadium where all the big time riders ride? I said, but don't ride any differently. Just ride. The horses don't have any clue that's any special yeah. place. And um, I think that happens a lot, too, when people go into stadiums or kind of some bigger places. You sort of have to learn, just ride your horse. They have no clue that they're <laughs> in somewhere special. That's just um, a horse showing in general. I mean, we got to yeah. just... I mean, we have horse show nerves, but we got to not transmit it to the horses by, right. you know, holding a little tighter, you know, gripping the reins or gripping 
you know, gripping your knees yeah. a little tighter, all that stuff, you, you know, you, that's not going to help you do better. So yeah. Um, yeah. we just all have to Relax. take a deep breath, remember <laughs> to breathe throughout a test and, and you know, and, yeah. and do your best. And good exactly. luck. That's and all good you luck. can do. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we have going on. But Phil, we have a great show today. I'm really excited. And, and we're starting to do this along with the USDF podcast, but just kind of introduce everybody to the staff, that the wonderful staff. I mean, the, these ladies and gentlemen are amazing and they're so dedicated to the sport of dressage. And uh, we're going to chat with Hannah Nabilski today. She's amazing. She's really, really fantastic. She's the director of dressage of national programs. And she's going to tell us what she does at USEF. So we'll get right into it. Well, tonight it is our pleasure to have the director of dressage of national programs, Hannah Nabilski, on the line. Hannah, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much, Philip and Reese, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we are so happy to have you, and, and we have been friends a long time now, so it's even more fun to have you on um, <laughs> and, 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 and your, in your role. It's so cool. So I love it. It's very fun to have you. So, oh, Hannah, you are, you administer so many programs, and you're just going to kind of give us a rundown of, of what you do at USCF. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. So, it might be easier to say that in, in my role of the dressage department, I do all things dressage, right? As broad <laughs> as that sounds. Um, it's anything from competitions to working with athletes to liaisoning with committees or dressage sport committee, which helps govern the sport, um, to rules and responsibilities and guidelines and kind of <laughs> anything that has the word dressage in it, uh, <laughs> it, some way or another will come past my desk. Um, so in that role and responsibilities, I certainly focus on the youth and young horse programs. And, and is responsible for implementation of, um, particularly with our full title, our Discover Dressage, USEF, USDF uh, Dressage Emerging Athlete Program, which is our youth athletes through U25. And then, of course, our Young Horse Program, which is catered to four, five, six, and seven-year-old horses. Um, and I can certainly, uh, if you'd like me to, I can kind of break down a little bit of what we do yes. for each, if you'd like. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm awesome. like, yes, that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we want to know, sort of, you know, what you do and, and how you help all, everyone. Sure. So go for it. Yeah. So our emerging program is for athletes under the age of 25 with the perceived ability to eventually contribute to the elite programs, pre-elite development programs, and achieve um, podium scores within three quadrennials, which is, of course, a fancier way of saying uh, within 12 years. And you know, while the focus of this program is truly on the young rider, junior rider, U25 age, FEI age levels, there's also room for children and pony riders. And I don't know if everyone listening in knows about the FEI ages, so I always like to break those down. Um, for FEI children, the ages are 12 to 14. For pony, it's 12 to 16. Junior, it's 14 to 18. Young rider is 16 to 21. And then U25 is is 16 to 25. And I always say to, and everyone calls me on the phone, like, oh, what age bracket do I fall in? Your birthday is whether you were born on February 2nd or April 29th or January 1st. You are that age as of January 1st each year. It's FEI age rules are very similar to uh, thoroughbred racing rules where the horses that are racing in the Kentucky Derby, they are three as of January 1st every year. That makes sense, though. That is probably your number one question, I would think. How old am I? 
<laughs> how old am I? Yeah. How old am I, and what am I eligible to ride? Yeah, in as far as exactly. One of my other what can I do? For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with this, you know, really the structure of this program, the youth program, I would say, for the past thirty years has until we launched this Discover Dressage USDF USDF Emerging Athlete Program, had remained unchanged. And the, the youth program was really a compilation of training sessions or clinics and, and competitions and other types of, of uh, opportunities. But there wasn't really any structure to the program. And so really, I, almost about a year now, as of our high-intensity training session that's going to be happening later this month for our youth riders, that'll be in uh, Gladstone, New Jersey. But we launched this uh, Emerging Athlete Program, and what this program does now is it adds a little bit more structure to the youth program. And so you have individuals that are meeting markers, and they apply to be in the program by attending a training and evaluation session. Uh, those that are accepted membership continually get support. They get benefits to membership. And unfortunately, if they're not meeting their markers, you know, we would have to, you know, you have to continue to meet your markers, of course, to be in any program across the board, like in sport. So my job and my role is to help oversee all of that. I, of course, work hand in hand with our youth coaches. Our assistant youth coach is Charlotte Bradal, and then our youth coach is George Williams. And I know both of you have heard their names before and yes, <laughs> probably and, talked to them multiple had, times. We've yeah, had them on the show. We, we had on the show. So if anybody wants to hear more about from George Williams, he was on the summer. So you can always, you know, look up him on, on the website as well. So we have him. Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I tell you a program like this, it really would not be possible. Yes. You have me helping organize and you have the athletes that, you know, in the horses and that's really what this program is about, let alone our coaches. But I mean, I just have to, since I'm on the radio, especially, I want to do a shout out to uh, Discover Dressage and Kim Van Campen. I mean, it really isn't without that organizations and Kim's support that we're able to even put on a program like this. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we want to provide as much, you know, benefits and assistance and everything that we can to these these athletes with hopes and dreams to stand on a podium like their senior riders that they're looking up to and, you know, have a medal around their neck and, you know, ride for the United States with the flag on their saddle pad. And so that's really, you know, what I'm all about in this job and this role. That's so cool. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. So tell us about the young horses. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so our young horse program um, is led by Christine Charig, who is our national young horse coach. And right now, we I feel like I put her everywhere in the country. We have her from one coast to the other <laughs> coast um, in, in a series of training sessions where she, you know, uh, individuals apply. Applications, I would say, for both our youth programs and our young horse programs are all free of charge. And it's really one of the benefits we, you know, we don't want you to have to pay to, to come into these particular training positions. We want to be able to find out where you are. But Individuals that are interested in um, riding with Christine and competing in our national championships and kind of going through what is our pipeline, they have to be in the four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, and seven-year-old FEI age divisions. And again, those are FEI age tests, similar to the, the youth programs we were talking about earlier for uh, for athletes. Your horse is, is four as of January 4th or your horse is five as of January 1st, no matter what in the United States, what year, uh, time that they're born in, what day they're born in. 
So it's a little straightforward. Everyone's the same age as of the, the, yeah. the start. But um, makes it less I, I, I will say in the next coming months, you know, we're working hard to add a little bit more structure to that current program in a similar fashion to our emerging athlete program is where you'll have markers that you that individuals and their horses have to meet. And there's benefits to memberships and things like that. So we're working hard to to have a bit more structure. But right now, um, Christine is, is anywhere and everywhere teaching lessons. Mm-hmm. And we also work closely, I would say, with both programs and especially with our um, young horse program to with USDF, the United States Dressage Federation, because they put on just such a series of events for both youth and young horse. And whenever we're able to bring George, Charlotte, and Christine there, let alone any of our other coaches to help support their programs, I mean, we're all meeting the end goal of um, benefiting dressage. I love it. Well, it makes you guys do such an amazing job and we're so thankful for everything you do. So how does one, um, tell us what are the kind of the steps for membership? Sure. So for the Emerging Athlete Program, I always say when someone calls me to direct them to the website, I and including our coaches have put together a really a summary document of line by line how exactly you can be involved in these programs. And that's the same for our youth program, our development program, our pre-elite and elite. It's it's out there. It's very straightforward. The gist of that is, is for a youth program, you will apply to attend a training session. We look to have training sessions in all parts of the country and are looking to even get more on the calendar for next year. And you'll attend that training session. Uh, you'll ride with the coaches and the court and we'll go through an evaluation process. Again, these ap- these training sessions applications are free of charge. Um, and we try to have the training sessions themselves be so low cost. So it, it makes sense for youth to go and apply. Um, and at the end of the day, the... You know, I always say to apply, even if you don't think that you as an athlete have met the markers and you haven't necessarily been competing at these levels, there might be extra spots for individuals that we're, you know, we're just trying to fill and we're uh, trying to see how everyone is riding and doing across the country. So once individuals rise and attend these training sessions, um, those that are meeting the markers and any types of wild cards could be um, accepted for membership. Um, I I will say that we have some pretty awesome benefits to membership for the youth program. I mean, it's really opportunities to participate in various training sessions, clinics, coaching. I was mentioning earlier that we have a high-intensity training session happening in Gladstone, New Jersey. I don't know if any of our listeners have been to Gladstone, but it really is a a better way of saying a holy place. I mean, so many greats have walked through there and ridden there and to trot through the pillars and it's certainly an environment to be at. Reese, I know, I know you've been there before. I have. Um, It's amazing. And can people audit this program or is it not for auditing? Not for auditing right now. If you are already a member of the program, you can do auditing. Um, It's something that because it's more of an elite section of some of these youth riders, we, we're not necessarily focused on auditing. But there are other opportunities in, in like a Robert Dover Horse Mastership, things like that, where auditing can be available. Cool. And our programs all feed to each other. Also, benefits to membership is access to like our USCF human and equine sort science medicine education programs and resources when they're available. So I know you guys know the name Andy Thomas. He's our sports physiotherapist. He's been awesome and really vital to helping our teams across the board and any of our disciplines, FEI disciplines, um, achieving medals, especially at WEG this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have 
a such a lineup of amazing team individuals or team vets and uh, team farriers and you know access to these individuals is is always great and to be able to work with your personal farriers or your personal vets is really what we're all about because unless we put somehow as the United States figure out the whole cloning thing I think we're not going <laughs> to be able to be everywhere all at once <laughs> so our job is to especially with our coaches is to help you know an, an athlete, a youth athlete with their coach and, and that everyone's on the same page because we're not going to be everywhere at once. And our coaches certainly have no desires to, to be everyone's personal coach, but to help everyone succeed. Absolutely. So we certainly have like everyone always gets excited about the merchandise, right? Like merchandise of being in, <laughs> um, <laughs> part of a program. You get to wear all that swag, all that cool stuff. But we also, you know, have funding opportunities for competition, especially with our European Young Rider Tour. Um, and then, you know, your your name, if you're if you're a part of this program, is actually published on our USCF website saying that you are an emerging athlete member. And sometimes I do think that that goes a long way. Oh, um, yeah. And then we're also, yeah, we're looking at other um, opportunities to be able to have, like, trainer relations and things with our coaches as well. So. There's a lot of good stuff. Also, stat analysis, I think, is always a good thing. We've worked very hard with David Stickland, and um, where you're able to input your test or your test is automatically uploaded to a database, and all the the stars align in ways that I don't understand in technology, but it, it will match movement for movement. And if you, you know, and let's say increase your half passes by, you know, 0.2%, it ends up increasing your overall score at that level of so X percent. And so we've been working hard to, to have that as a benefit to membership as well, to have something oh, tangible cool. other than just Ooh, a test. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Hannah, you know, I think the biggest thing that you mentioned, which is, is good to mention, is don't be afraid to apply and don't be afraid to meet Hannah because she's the she is the person you need to get to know. She's super fun. She's super easy to talk to and she's going to answer all these questions and she will help you get to the things that you need to do. And, and that's, I think, the biggest and the most important thing is not to be afraid to sort of move on to the, you know, to, to, to apply. Uh, mm-hmm. It's okay if you don't get in, but if anything, get you on the email list for the next time. And yeah. I think that that's super important and, and you're so good at that. And that's for the young horses as well. So Hannah's definitely the person you want to get to know. She's she's so friendly and nice. So Hannah, if our listeners have questions online, how do they find, how can they get a hold of you? I tell you, there's multiple ways to get a hold of me. <laughs> of course, my phone, um, my, I can just spit out my phone number. My phone number is 859-225-6918. My email, there's a lot of letters in it, but sometimes it's better to just communicate. You can shoot me a quick email. Is is my first initial, my last name at uscf.org. So it's hnabielski at uscf.org. I'm also listed on the staff directory online, dressage, the only hand on the dressage and sport. So it's easy to find. <laughs> also with that, you know, wicked name? Polish. So the email is H-N-I-E-B-I-E-L-S-K-I at U-S-E-F dot org. Awesome. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on and taking your time, and I really appreciate it. And you guys are so dedicated to what you do. It is amazing. And and you and, and your whole team needs needs a thumbs up because you live and breathe this and you do it all the time and, and you're really amazing at your job and we really appreciate it, all of us writers. Because I'm one of those you have to corral sometimes and, and say <laughs> 
get your stuff in. Come on. So we really appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate that comment recent and Philip. I'm sure that you echo the same sentiment, but the, that's the thing is, you know, really all of us in the dressage department and any of us in sport, we one do this because we love it, but two, we, we do this for like you guys, for our membership, for our athletes, for, you know, really for the United States dressage sport. So it's, it's amazing. So Hannah, thank you so much. And we can't wait to get kind of an update. I'm sure sometime with, with another program coming up uh, when it does. So thanks so much. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you. Well, Phil, we've got a great tip from Karen Isberg, her monthly tip on supplements from Kentucky Performance Products next. Well, tonight we are so happy to have Karen Isberg, president of Kentucky Performance Products on the show for her monthly segment. Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I always enjoy being here. Well, we love it. Well, we're not going to lie to everyone. I literally just saw you like an hour ago at the horse park. We did. We were up. We were up because we have our regional championships going on, and it's here in Lexington, which is fun, fun, and a little hectic for all of us because we're we're living our normal life and horses and going to the horse park. But it was really fun. But Karen, we have to tell everybody about before we start our segment about your new horse and your riding goals because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Well, Reese, you, you're, it's all your fault. It is. It is my fault, everybody. Oops. It's, it's all it's, our fault. I ended up at her farm, and then, then all of a sudden, the next thing I knew, after, what, 27 years of not riding, I was up on a horse. You were up on a <laughs> and, horse. And that was it. Then, you know, I, I remembered why I loved it so much and how much I missed it. And, and Reese helped me find the most wonderful horse to start my new career on again. He is a Georgian Grande seven-year-old gelding. So he's a Tobiano Pinto, black and white, and he's extremely adorable. And he's just a lovely horse. And so Reese is, is helping me get back in the saddle and get my butt where it belongs and my legs where they belong. <laughs> yes. Yes. And his name is Oreo and he's perfect. So actually we did not know this, Karen and I, or I didn't know it. A Georgian Grand is Yeah, a, I was just about to ask you. Yeah, that was It's a was, Frisian walking I'm uh, sorry, Frisian saddlebred cross. So it's okay. it's yeah, he is and go. he is he literally has the cutest face on the planet. Karen, we're gonna have to put his picture up on the on the notes now so everybody can see and meet oreo but he's perfect and uh he's just been great for karen to to get back riding and he's just lovely so he got uh, the frisian feather or not the frisian feather oh that was the first thing we got rid of he had kind of a Frisian feather that, yeah. you know, but not a whole Frisian feather. We oh, okay. just cut it all off. <laughs> he walked to the okay. barn and Karen and I were standing there with clippers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. No, he's, he's clipped it. He has a pulled mane now and he's, he looks precious. He just looks like a paint. Uh, but he has the Frisian trot, uh, you know, nice big trot and nice big canter. And he just is lovely. We, we literally had like an, a 40 degree temperature change. And he was the one I was like, I want to ride Oreo. I don't want to ride anyone else today. I want to ride Oreo. So it's been so fun to see Karen. Just the joy of Karen riding again and enjoying her horses. Pretty awesome. So we, I told Karen we had to mention. And I told her today as we're watching the regionals that that's our goal for her next year. So I'm, I'm really getting her into it. So it's yep, pretty awesome. She's going to have me showing and everything, Phil. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. It's Look awesome. Well, he's going, down to, he's going down to Wellington. Yep. This winter with Reese, okay. and I'm going to fly down and, and, and do some showing on him, so that'll be very exciting. 
We're doing it. Uh-oh. We're doing this. Yep. We're excited. So yeah, we're going for it all the way. We're doing it. All the way. <laughs> all right. All right. We love it. Well, best we of luck. It. Yeah, this sounds great. We'll keep everybody updated on how we're doing, huh, Karen? But right now we're just having a great time and every ride is better. And, and, and you know, it, it really takes a year when you get to a new horse. Then uh, we've had him about a, about a month now and uh, he's just yeah. great. So we really, really enjoying it. It's, it's fun to see Karen enjoying uh, riding. Um, so it's great. Well, Karen, you have a great topic for us this this month. What do we got? We're going to talk about a couple of things. I think the first thing that we should talk about since winter is coming, I know it doesn't seem like it in Kentucky because it's been very hot. And I know it's been warm in some other parts of the country, but um, probably not where Phil is. Has it been warm <laughs> no, up there? Never warm there. In it absolutely has been warm up here. Really? It's not snowing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, we've had, we've had some really weather. lovely weather actually last week or so. Cool. So. Well, I'm afraid it's going to turn on us pretty quickly. And this is a really good time of year to um, get into your feed room and your tack rooms and kind of take stock of what you have. Look at your, all of your supplements. If anything is out of date, throw it away. Um, you really have to be careful in the winter that you protect your liquids and paste from freezing. So if you use, especially the liquid vitamin E, if you freeze that, it ruins it. And that's a pretty expensive product. So that's not something that you want to have freeze on you. Um, and any of your oils, um, your, your fish oils, your omega-3 fatty acid oils, anything like that that's a liquid or a paste, you need to move it. If your feed room is not heated, you need to move it somewhere where it is heated. So into your tack room or if your barn is at your house, bring it home and put it in the mudroom or the kitchen or somewhere where you can get to it, but that it can't freeze. It's the mice are going to start coming in. Uh, you know, there's a lot for them to eat in the summer, but in the winter and it gets cold. I mean, here they come charging into your barn. So make sure that all of your feed bins or if there's any damage or cracks or holes that you get that fixed up so that you don't get a lot of, um, rodent damage in your feeds which really decreases yeah. the value of your that's feed an important thing yeah things that things that you've had in your barn during the summer all of a sudden start to disappear in the winter or you yeah. or you start to see mice poop around and for sure that's something that we you know we forget about you know as yeah, we prepare really for yeah. for the winter is the yeah is the the rodents and the pests coming in so great point that's a good thing to to take care of and then it's you know it's always a good idea to clean and disinfect your brushes and your buckets and things because once it gets cold you know you don't want to be out there you know washing brushes or washing buckets and then they freeze and they don't dry and so it's just a good time of year to kind of take a a couple of days and just get everything good and clean and winterized and 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 have a plan i always recommend that people have a plan too if there's um if if there's going to be a big storm coming make sure that you have a way to get in enough hay to last you through that storm and especially a lot of people, you know, will get into a, a, a hitch where all of a sudden, because the roads are bad, the seed company can't deliver seed. So kind of watch the weather and plan ahead and make sure that you always have enough seed and grain in the barn for your horses in case of inclement weather. So you might have to stock up a little bit. That's and a, in the cool winter, point. Yeah, seed will last point. longer too. Yeah. Seed will last longer in the winter because it's colder. So you can get, you can, you can, you know, stock up on seed a little bit more in the winter and not have to worry about it going bad. I love it. Well, I think it's just a good reminder because we all forget, you know, and then you're like, Well, I I have a a quick question for Karen here. I mean, do you think it's a good idea, you know, as we are preparing for winter to start increasing grain rations or, you know, changing the hay slightly or what what sort of 
supplements are we adding in the winter that maybe we we well, weren't using in the a, summer? That's an excellent question to bring up because especially if you have horses that are out on grass, even if they're out on grass just half a day or, you know, there a lot of people, horses are out at night all night and in the, in the sun, in the summer, and then they come in and they go out during the day in the winter, but winter pasture is very different than summer pasture. So winter pasture is basically just like, hay. the grass stops growing and it dies. And basically you have hay. So a couple of things right away, your horse is getting a whole lot less water in their diet when they go from grass pasture to just hay. So um, it's always a good idea to feed a little bit of either extra salt, or if the horses are working electrolyte to keep them drinking because that's an important thing in, in, the, in the winter to make sure that they, they're constantly drinking. So that's something that you can look into. You may, you may have to feed more hay to your horses because the pasture has stopped growing. So they're not getting Or, or it's covered in snow. Their pastures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just not All getting grass gets treatment. covered up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And your yeah, keeps and your grass covered up. up for a long time. Yeah. So absolutely. And most grass, if it's good grass, has more nutrients in it than typical cut hay. So if you have hard keepers, you may want to have a better quality hay, something that's maybe got some more alfalfa in it than just regular hay to keep those guys, keep their weight up through the winter. And if you have horses that really struggle, you can put them on a fat supplement as well. Yeah, I always, like think, I always think it's a good idea extra. to sort of stay on top of these things. Maybe you have an, an older horse. I mean, we had one for a while and, um, and, you know, once they've sort of dropped the weight that you wish they used to have, you know, that they did have before, mm-hmm. it's really hard to put it back on. So mm-hmm. I think just being, you know, one step ahead of the of the of the horse in, in that way, pre-planning, then you're not constantly, you know, behind, behind the game, as it were, or, you know, you know, trying to exactly. back you up. Catch them before they lose is, that is weight. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, like you say, once they lose the weight, it's hard. And. The, the issue is, is that before it takes a while for you to notice that the horse has dropped weight. So all by the time you notice that they've dropped weight, they've dropped a lot of weight, not just a little weight typically. And then, like you say, Phil, you're behind the eight ball and you're playing catch up and it's colder already. And so you're fighting that they need increased calories to stay warm and then they need increased calories to gain weight. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I can't get this horse to eat enough. So certainly if you have hard keepers or old horses, start by, and hay is the best way to do it. Hay keeps them warm, much warmer than feeding extra grain. So just pick up your hay ration and start feeding extra hay or pick, you know, add some alfalfa into your, into your um, meals because it has a lot more digestible energy in it than just grass hay. But those are great ways to get your horse ready for winter. Got to winterize them like your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to yes. be prepared, right? Because it's yeah. it's coming. You know, we're getting snow tires on the cars now, so wow. that's that's a Canadian thing to get ready for. You know. Yes, Absolutely. I remember coming Absolutely. to your wedding, Philip, and it was about this time of year, and it snowed, yeah. and I thought the wedding was going to be canceled. And Trav's like, "You're an idiot." Because <laughs> we had about <laughs> two inches of snow. Yeah, yeah. two inches of snow, and in Kentucky, that shuts everything down. <laughs> It does. In Kentucky, they all stop. But in New yeah, York, they just stop. put the chains on their tires and go anywhere. Exactly. Canada, they have snow Canada. tires. I didn't yeah, know that was a thing. Snow tires, man. It's not a problem. Yeah. This not is about the time. Yeah. Everybody Canada changes. They stop. change their tires when winter comes. I know. Yeah, no that idea. was a strange. I, I grew up in New York, and we did that in New York, and then I moved you know, further south, and it was like, okay, it's time to put on the snow tires, right? And people were looking at me like, are you <laughs> What's crazy? What's that? <laughs> yeah. We don't know what that is. 
What is, what is that? I had no idea. I thought the wedding was going to be canceled. That's how stupid I am. So I was like, is it going to be canceled? Travis is like, no, <laughs> this is Canada. You're fine. Nothing so there, I'm there, like yeah. this is why I go south, people. I can't figure it out. <laughs> so I love it. There would have to be many, many, many feet of snow to cancel the wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I figured that exactly. out. Exactly. But these are all great tips and things we should be thinking about. Even though it may still be warm this week, I think, like you said, things are going to change quick. And so yep. we've got to do a little bit of our, well, uh, fall cleaning instead of a spring cleaning and yep. and start thinking about the horses and, and where they're at with their weight and what we want to do to adjust to make sure they either stay where they're at or, or we can we can help them out a little bit more. Um, and, and another great thing to get used to doing is you can go out and condition score your horses like once a month or once every couple of months um, on the KPP website, there's a great, we have a video and we also have an article about condition scoring and it, it, you can print it out and take it with you to the barn. So if you condition score your horses routinely, even if they're hairy, you can condition score them because you're kind of putting your hands on them and feeling around. And that way you can monitor your horse's weight and you can catch it faster if you're seeing differences either with them gaining weight or losing weight. So that's a, a yeah. good thing to go check out. That's on a great thing. Community. Yeah. Because, you know, once we start putting blankets on, we may or may not sort of notice these differences in our horses. And then, you know, like I said, the older ones, it, you know, we got to keep an eye on yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, it's really important that you eyeball them. And, and the nice thing about the condition scoring system is it, it gives them, you give them a score based on certain things that you do. And you can be, you can get very consistent about it. So you really will notice, you'll start to really notice those little changes that yeah. that will give you a heads up. That's awesome. That's a really, really good idea. Well, Karen, as always, such great tips. And how can our listeners, if they need to ask any more questions or the one thing you did mention is the fat supplement. Uh, the KPP Endure Extra actually has been a really, really helpful tool for us. Um, when we have one, we can't get sort of weight and muscle on. Um, and, and we've used that product, and it's been a great product for us. Um, yeah, so that's I, a good I, product. It's 50% fat, and you only have to feed a half a pound of it a day. So it's easy to get in these horses. And it has natural vitamin E, a thousand I use in natural vitamin E. So you're building... You're just helping their immune system and you're helping their, their neuromuscular system as well as getting the weight on and have some probiotics in it. So it kind of covers all your bases. You yeah, know, it's a great product. Yeah, we use it with the old horses, but also just working horses that need some muscle and, uh, you know, just some weight and muscle. It's, it's a great product. So, uh, But if, if people have questions, how can they find you online? Well, the easiest thing to do is go to kppusa.com. Um, we've got tons of information on our website. Um, we've got information on our products, and we also have a tips and topics area that has just reams and reams of articles in it, anything you you have questions on. You can always email us at info at kppusa.com if you have a question. We'll answer any question that you throw at us. If we don't know the answer, we'll find somebody that does and help you out with that. Um, you can call us at uh, 859-859. 873-2974. We're open 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, and we're Eastern Standard Time. So just feel free to check us out. We have a Facebook page as well, and you can you can send us questions that way in private messenger, or you can put them up on the Facebook page for everybody to share. But there's lots of ways to get a hold of us, and we'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Thanks as always, Karen. We look forward to next month. 
Okay. Have a great month, and I hope uh, I hope it stays a little bit warm up there in Canada, so you don't have to freeze your butts off too soon. All right. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, this week, Phil, we have a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, but we wanted to talk about the six-point saddle pad. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's uh, it's a pad designed to go between the saddle and your normal saddle pad it's really a great thing for helping you to make your make your saddle fit perfectly so uh, there's a couple of different versions uh, along with the western version the one version has wither freedom technology so this is a this is a saddle pad or a half pad this is what we call it a half pad at home but uh it it, uh, has wither freedom technology that is specifically designed for horses with high withers you know, your thoroughbred types, uh, you know, uh, this is a great saddle pad for that. Or you can get the regular version for maybe your normal fitting horses that have not, not so high withers. These pads are anatomically correct, so they put the saddle in the right place. And then when you order one of these saddle pads, you get the shims that are designed to help you to help your saddle fit a little bit better. If your saddle is a little bit down in the front, the the shims will go in the front. There's three different spots, the front, the middle, and the back that you can put these shims in. I think um, this this pad I've used a lot on horses, young horses that haven't quite built muscle yet. Use it on all types just to sort of, if you have a saddle that fits really pretty good, but not great, this can help you do that. And if you're in between seeing your saddle fitter, Yes, uh, there's a lot of great options for it. using for the for using this product. So yeah, um, that's 100% wool. It. It's fantastic. You know, like all of the Total Saddle Fit products, they're made really well, designed to last. You can put it through the laundry a lot, and I've not seen any pro. You know, any tearing, ripping. You know, the the seams, the stitching is really great. So I, you know. I love using these this products. Yeah, it's a great product. And like you said, you know, we're coming to the end of summer and the horses are all a little bit different. We see the saddle fitter right when we leave Florida and then and then in the fall and we're ready. A couple of them really need to see the saddle fitter just because they've changed a lot. And so it's just a really good pad to have in your, in your stable just to have it around. So uh, as always, Justin from Total Saddle Fit is amazing and you can find the website totalsaddlefit.com. They got some great videos on the website. I just wanted to draw yeah. attention to, you know, they sort of help you to figure out what's going on with your saddle and help you to use their products to to make everything fit just a little bit better. And for sure, as a rider, when your tack fits better, your job is easier. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, as always, Justin's awesome, and he's really also very helpful with questions. So hope that helps, and I hope you enjoy this week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. 
The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. We are so excited that Michael Bragdell stayed on the line with us for a Total Saddle Fit tip of the week. Michael, what's your tip for all our all our listeners? Well, well, lately, the, the thing that catches me a lot, and, and I've been ri- reminding my students, is is about keeping their elbows forward and ride the tempo forward to keep I, the horse straight. So I love it. So when you mean elbows forward, kind of talk to us about what, what you're trying to achieve when you do that. Well, it, it, I'm trying to get their hands to be more in front of them. And, and it seems like when I say put your hands more forward, it, it, it doesn't, uh, maybe they've heard it too many times. So I, I keep reminding them to push their elbow forward and, and it seems to light a light bulb with a lot of them and they push their arms a little more forward and give a little bit through the elbow because I think a lot of times the riders, they hold a little bit in their shoulders and they hold a little bit in their elbow and everybody's trying to be very correct in creeping that nice angle of their elbow. And for some people, I think it's it's a little bit hard in how they are physically put together. Yeah. You want to call yeah. it that. Yeah. Absolutely. Confirmation That's a really confirmation. Of the confirmation. The riders. Yeah. Yes, so, I, I think the three know, of us have long yeah. arms. <laughs> I, the three, just the, knowing knowing this group, like we all have long arms, but I think that's really true. I think a lot of my students have shorter arms, and I, it's yeah. a little bit harder for me to understand that because I have really long arms. So, yeah, keep going with the confirmation. I think that's a way, good way you to know, say that. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I keep saying elbow forward, and, and it, it seems to be hitting home with a lot of my students. They're like, get that aha moment and, mm-hmm. and let go a little bit of the rain. I mean, they don't drop it, but it's that enough forward to place their hand in a better position and and being able to ride the hind legs forward into that that uh, contact or uh, forward into the bit. I think that that's sort of the image that I'm putting my myself in and trying to project to them so they understand what I mean. Yeah, I think this is a particular problem with riders who are riding at, you know, training level and pre-training level and first level, you know, and and a little bit in second level, too, where, you know, everybody's trying to emulate all these awesome riders that we see at WEG and on, you know, online at the big competitions who are riding higher levels, you know, St. George, Grand Prix, you know, where the horses are, are needed to be a little bit more collected. That means the rider needs to draw their elbows back into their body a little bit to accept the pressure, you know, and, and to make the collection happen. But at all levels, you know, kind of prior to the test actually asking for any kind of collection, they should have, you know, their arms more straight than, than, than that traditional Grand Prix position. You know, you, the riding has to change, you know, just slightly in positional things, uh, you know, for younger horses or for horses that are not developed uh, as much as the, you know, the, the collecting horses. So I think it's just as, you know, they're trying to do their best to look like their favorite rider, but they're yeah, not riding yeah. a Grand Prix horse, right? That the, <laughs> that their rider is. I mean, if you see, 
you know, um, Charlotte on young horses, the, the arms are straighter because the horse is not, you, you can't, you can't collect them up and have them in that high degree of collection you know, they have to learn first to go forward and to accept a, a hand that is receiving the energy instead of a, a hand that is, is trying to balance, you know, energy or to make a more uphill horse and all these other things that you need to develop later on. So I think sometimes that, that explanation is important that, you ride the horses for the level that they're, you know, and, and in the rider's position also that, you know, ride the horse for the level that you're riding, not, not for the level that you hope to be riding in five years from now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I think that's a great, I'm going to use that because again, I have riders that um, have some conformational challenges just because their arms aren't very long. And, and I love that analogy. I think that's fantastic. That, that was like a light bulb for my own teaching, Michael. So thank you so much. Oh, good. Thumbs good. up on that. Add it to the toolbox, right? I love it. Add it to the toolbox. I love it. Well, Michael, for the closing, if anybody wanted to ha ask you a question about training or get in touch with you, how would they do that? Probably the best way is to contact us through our website, which is hilltopfarminc.com. And their contact information is on the website. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. And we look forward to seeing you this fall. Yeah, thank you. Well, Phil, we got a really nice email shout out from Nancy Jones. Super cool. She wrote us a tip. Hi, Reese and Philip. Your tips are working on my chestnut mare, are working beautifully. We're having a wonderful time. Thanks. So, Nancy, shout out to you. Thanks so much for, for uh, as always, We're we happy love it we when can you guys. try and help. And, and yeah. Sometimes we can, we, can, we can help people. That's, it puts a, that's a smile my on my face. Chart. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's chart. why we do this. Yep, yeah. that's why we do it. Put a smile on my face this week. So thanks so much for emailing us. We love it. So as always, don't forget, you can send us an email or Facebook shout out. We love it. And we really do uh, We really do read them. So thanks so much for that. And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at Horse Radio Network. Com. The best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horsevideonetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show this week. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horsevideonetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.